Welcome to Shapes We Make, the podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Kate. And we are the creators of The Shapes We Make. Check us out online at www.shapeswemake.com. Got a lot of cool new stuff up there, so be sure to check us out. And today we are talking about selfie consciousness. Yeah, and so the idea for this podcast came about after I posted a flattering selfie on Instagram and immediately went into a huge spiral about what it said about me and what people would think about me, which is, of course, a huge waste of time and probably the definition of navel-gazing. But afterwards, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, people are going to look at it and think I'm vain or that I think I'm you know, really into myself, and I don't know, maybe I should take it down, and on and on and on. And it, it just got me thinking then about areas in my life where self-doubt was creeping in in a way that was actually in situations right that were actually meaningful and in a way that was actually harmful and starting to realize, wow, like as women, we're not trained to celebrate our beauty and embrace those moments when we look and feel good. That's not how we're raised. And so when we do come up against that, we kind of freak out a little bit. We're not comfortable with it. And so I started to wonder, how can I be comfortable with myself and my sense of self-love and how can I confront and challenge those moments of pernicious doubt and become somebody who is, of course, striving to be a better person but is also happy, unapologetically happy with who I am and where I am. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. I relate on so many levels and have so many thoughts. Um, Yes, okay. It reminds me of episode three of our podcast, The Vanity Paradox, where we talk about how, as girls, we're really brought up to be super focused on our appearance, right? It's like the focus of everything, like girls' magazines, you know, like um, teenage magazines. It's all about, you know, we're taught to just really care about how we look. We're taught that our self-worth is tied to how we look. And then we reach a certain age and it's like, oh, we're not supposed to care about how we look. And we're worried that we come off as vain if we care about our appearance. So it's this double bind where you're like, what am I supposed to do then? You know, <laughs> yeah. I can't care and I can't not care. Um, and it's really difficult. And it's like, I guess the cultural ideal is of a girl who's like so beautiful but doesn't know it. And I feel like that's a super annoying trope that comes off, that comes up all the time. Um, like, okay, there's this really stupid song. I think it's by One Direction, and don't judge me for knowing that. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to pop playlists to get pumped up, okay? Um, and there's this really annoying song by One Direction. It's called something like, That's What Makes You Beautiful or something like that. And the whole chorus, the whole point of the song is, you don't know you're beautiful, that's what makes you beautiful. And I hate that because it's like, <laughs> oh, this girl is only beautiful because she doesn't know it. Like, only, it's only okay if you're, like, super modest and humble and don't know that you're pretty. Like, 
I just think it's so messed up and it's just feeding into this cultural trope that's like, you know, you're super vain as a woman if you care at all and yet you're supposed to look a certain way. So it's like no wonder we have these neuroses about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're not told it's okay to like ourselves. But I know. Somehow, <laughs> Absurd. Crazy ego if you're content with who you are. <laughs> like off the charts. And I think also a big issue is a lot of the times where we live in a culture that asks us to put our power to decide our self-worth into somebody else's hands, right? And so, and that's another really toxic construct that a lot of women are, are born into is that whether or not we're beautiful or whether or not we're quote-unquote deserving, which is such a bizarre word. I mean, pretty much everyone... Yeah deserves like basic love and kindness and respect. I'm not sure why that's ever something that would be arbitrarily withheld. But mm-hmm. we're taught to put that power into somebody else's hands. And a lot of the times, and this is definitely a growing realization as I as I get older and have more and more varied romantic relationships and start to realize how often I've kind of just thrown my sense of self-worth into somebody else's hands. Like, okay, like... I like this person, they like me, and if they don't like me or care about me in the way that I like and care about them or in the way that I feel like I need to be treated to to feel loved, then I'm not lovable. And like That's the logic, and that's the kind of end of conversation. And it's totally ridiculous when you say it out loud, but it's a really legitimate source of self-doubt for many people is that we kind of just are like, well, like this, one person decides for all of eternity whether we're lovable or not. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it is ridiculous that we do that, but it's also not. Like, it also makes total sense. And, again, how we're brought up, um, you know, we, we're kind of trained to look for outside validation, especially in the social media age. Like, in the age of posting a selfie and then instantly expecting a certain amount of likes or hoping for a certain amount of likes, that's like the definition of looking for, searching for affirmation. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with posting a selfie up. You know, it's how we, how we started this conversation. I, for one, love posting selfies. <laughs> um, and I love your but, selfies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they're fun. And I have the same insecurity as you where I, I'm like, oh, no, I just posted four selfies in a row. Like, everyone's going to think that I, like, love myself way too much, you know. Like, yeah, that's not really, that's not really the issue that I'm dealing with. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, so, so we're taught, you know, to look for outside affirmation. But really, when you look at it, that's just kind of an arbitrary way of giving away our power. And I'm right. super interested in how we hold power, how we kind of retain our sense of power, and when do we unnecessarily give power away. Um, and I'm not talking about power over other people, of course. I'm talking about like an innate sense of power that we all have a kind of stable sense of confidence and capability and strength. And like, when do we forget that we have that strength? When do we accidentally or unnecessarily put that power into someone else's hands when really we could be keeping it for ourselves? And this is one of those ways, you know, when we're like, oh, well, you know, that interaction didn't go well, so I must be ugly. (laughs) Or like, (laughs) that guy doesn't like me, so I must be uncool. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that logic doesn't have to compute 
you know. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so important when you feel these flares of self-doubt that are pretty unfounded in any kind of reality is to talk to yourself like you would your best friend, you know, someone you really love and cherish. I mean, just the other weekend I was at a party and I was talking to a guy and he had to get up and get his coat and find something. I, I couldn't quite remember. It was like for a gift game. And as soon as he left, I was like, God, like, he, he's leaving me to get his coat because I'm ugly and weird and I don't know how to speak against your actions and, like, shouldn't have worn this turtleneck and, oh, like, I, like I'm so awkward. You know? <laughs> he was like, this is sitting there, like, going through this huge, like, train wreck in my head of what a terribly awkward and ugly person I am. And oh. I literally turned to myself in my head <laughs> the way you do and you're like, wait, Kate, like, hey, like, that's not nice and that's not cool and that's also just like patently untrue. Like if you look at the evidence, what really happened? And I think it's so yeah. important to just turn that loving self within you on and talk back to those silly moments when you you get carried away with the story of self-doubt, which is honestly a really familiar story to us and probably a comfortable one, which is why I think we we turn to it so much in our lives, especially as women, is because it's a lot scarier to be honest about the fact that you love yourself and like yourself and are confident in who you are. That's even scarier than just kind of succumbing to self-doubt. Hmm. Yeah. And I think in that example, like, it's so powerful to just step back and laugh at yourself. Like, like right. you were saying, like, be, be that loving friend to yourself. And, like, if I was with you and you were having that reaction and being like, why did I wear this turtleneck? Like, he went to get his coat. That means I'm ugly. I would just be laughing at you because that's so funny and so clearly untrue, you know. Right. And so if you can, like, be that gentle friend who can, like, laugh at yourself and be like, well, like, there's just no chemistry here or, well, that was just a funny interaction or whatever it is, like, you know, be on your own team, like be your own friend. Um, I love that. Like yeah, the, be on your I own know. Team. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite, uh, like witchy ladies and, and podcasters, Joanna DeVoe, who does the show Hippie Witch. She's so mm-hmm. cool. She has this motto: um, "I refuse to abandon myself." And I love that because I can pull it out at any time. And even if I'm feeling sad or bad or mad at myself, I can hold space for that feeling bad while also being like, okay, I feel bad or I messed up, but also I refuse to abandon myself. You know, oh, and I, I think, really love that. Yeah, it's nice. It's like no matter what, I'll still be on my own team. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That is so important. And I think part of that is, not taking yourself too seriously and not mm-hmm. taking your self-doubt too seriously. Like, there mm-hmm. are actually very few things in life that are super serious. Um, mm-hmm. And a fleeting sense of self-doubt is usually not one of them. And I found that the more I cultivate a strong sense of bulletproof self-love, the better equipped I am to laugh at those moments when I'm just like ridiculously <laughs> insecure and to a degree that is just not serving anyone, least of all myself. And I think it's important to, to be to still have that playful spirit when it comes to approaching your sense of self. Even if it's even even if it's when you're steeped in insecurity. 
Yeah, I totally agree because it's inevitable to have those moments of insecurity. Like as much as you practice self-love and stuff and affirmation, you're never going to get to a point where every second of every day you feel amazing. Like it's just not going to happen. So it's just like when those moments of self-doubt do crop up, how do you, how can you deal with it? Do you spiral or can you just be like, all right, I see that. I'm feeling that, you know, and then employ some tricks and strategies to start feeling better. Yeah. Um, and, and I really like, you know, kind of cataloging those strategies and having them kind of in my little tool belt, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, um, for when I do have those moments. Like, um, you know, that's when, I, when I'm having those self-doubt moments. That's when I start to just, like, fake it till I make it, you know. Mm. Just kind of like if I, I don't like what I'm seeing in the mirror, let's say, or I feel bad that I had an awkward interaction. It's like, okay, nope. You're like, where this is going. I'm just going to start faking it till I make it. And I can, like, just pretend I'm super confident. And usually that actually makes me feel confident. And there's, I mean, there's, like, science and psychology to prove that, like, when you hold yourself a certain way, to a change in how you feel. You know, that's the whole power posing thing. Like, it's proven. Um, or, like, when you smile, it will change, like, your mood. So I think it's the same for confidence. If I dress super confidently, talk confidently, walk around confidently, like it will actually change how I feel on the inside. Um, Yes, totally. I definitely go to confidence clothes and colors and little rituals I do to make myself feel stronger every morning. That just kind of gives me a harder to shake confidence throughout the rest of the day. And I think that's just so vital. And I also think it's great to be really unapologetic about embracing my beauty and embracing the joy I feel in myself and in the person I'm becoming because being a human shouldn't just be this constant slog of self-improvement. Like sometimes you just need to party and be like, hey, I'm awesome and I'm doing really good for being like a, you know, crazy flawed human and that's (laughs) awesome (laughs) yeah I know it's so true I mean we somehow got it in our heads that we are supposed to fix every one of our flaws and that's literally never going to happen and if you try to make it happen you're going to make yourself miserable and like go in there and I'll be there again like it's it's natural but it's like I just always think of like how would I how do I think of my friends? Of course my friends have flaws and challenges and things they're working on, but I don't love them any less. And the same should be, it should be the same with ourselves, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that was, yeah, I think that was definitely a wonderful realization in our friendship is that we could be pretty flawed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, terrible moments where you're just like, you know, like, why am I still here? Why am I acting like this? And still be mm-hmm. loved. <laughs> and yeah. It's crazy. We think that only is something that we can get from very few people in our lives. But in fact, we can always find it in ourselves. And when we mm-hmm. kind of are forgiving and loving of other people, we can usually uh, multiply the opportunities to get that back too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Um, yeah, that's why practicing self-love is revolutionary. It changes yourself. It changes the people around you. It helps convince ourselves and other people 
that we are worthy <laughs> even when we're flawed because right. we're always flawed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, that will never not change. <laughs> like, I hope, I hope that some of my flaws, and I'm definitely actively working towards them, well, you know, definitely want to be less reactive and uh, less emotional and, you know, better, more adept at uh, making eggs and all of that stuff. Like, those are all things I 100% want to work on. Um, but it's good to know that that takes time and, and it doesn't mean in the interim I have to be like, well, like, can't be loved, don't deserve love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lately when I'm identifying like something I want to work on or something like I wish I'd done differently, I am trying to frame it as good news. I'm like, oh my God, that's good news. That's such good news. Like that's such useful information because I identified that I want to do that differently next time and now I know and if I frame it that way it, then it feels empowering again it's like how do we maintain that power um, instead of giving it away being like oh well I did that badly so I'll always do it badly or I did that badly so I failed like that right. type of statement makes me feel less powerful saying oh my god I didn't like how that went, but that's really good news because now I know to do it different next time. It's like, (laughs) that makes me feel empowered. And obviously, again, that's sort of faking it till I make it. Like, I might not 100% believe it, but I still have to frame it that way because it makes the chances so much better of me actually doing it differently next time. And because it just makes me feel more competent and better, like, you know. Absolutely. Well, I think you're so right. Language does matter and how we frame things really does matter. I found it's been really helpful to move away from words like deserving uh, because I kind of think the baseline, as we've talked about before, is that everyone deserves basic love and kindness and respect. And when I tell myself I deserve or I don't deserve something, I'm making a value judgment on what kind of, of um, the limitations to how good of a person I can be. And that's ridiculous. And, and I found it's been so helpful to just stop using words like deserve and instead just think of myself as someone who is always deserving of all of the love in the world and also always deserving of the ability to give all of the love in the world. And coming from that perspective of abundance, has been really critical to, again, tapping into that party spirit of what it means to really embrace yourself and have fun with who you are instead of always being racked with insecurity and doubt and the burden of constantly seeking to improve yourself. Yeah. Uh, I know. And I think it's so interesting that, like, we started this conversation talking about, like, selfies and, like, physical confidence confidence in like our appearance and then you know most conversation turns out to be about like deeper insecurities and I think it's so revealing because it's true I think our insecurities about how we look um, are really about something deeper you know it's it's about a deeper sense of self-worth about deserving or not deserving um, and so to kind of work through those deeper things is going to help with the like kind of more surface level confidence or insecurity you know yeah it always works that way you have to dig deep (laughs) you have to dig deep you You want to plant the garden you gotta dig deep (laughs) you gotta do it but 
I do uh-huh. think another strategy to sometimes, sometimes it's just exhausting to always be plunging the depths of your soul. Like, I don't know True. about you, but I can't, I can't always do that. And that's when I found that it's been fun to just be unapologetic about taking a selfie or enjoying how I look or reveling in my own beauty because why not, you know? And it's like, I, totally. I just can't exist in that constant mode of I must understand my deepest, truest self. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. That's such a good point. Like, you know, sometimes it can be simple. Sometimes right. <laughs> I just need to, like, put on my favorite shirt, put on my, like, girl pop playlist and dance around, and that's enough, you know? And, like, totally. that's the thing. It can be simple, and that's really cool. Yeah, and it's totally okay for it to not be this complicated thing that you need to, like, life hack. You can just yeah. enjoy it. And that's also yeah. a big thing I'm, I'm trying to do more of is, it's just not thinking too much and getting too in my own head about what this means. And Because, again, that forces you to be a cog in the patriarchy, and I'm just not interested in that lifestyle. Totally. Unsubscribe. And click unsubscribe. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I click unsubscribe. Yeah, I've been thinking about that lately. Like, what are the situations in which I can just click unsubscribe, you know? <laughs> I no longer wish to be in this framework. I no longer mm-hmm. wish to believe this thing. Like, it, it's surprisingly effective. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's going to be a major strategy for me. It's super fun because it's very easy. It's just three words. I click unsubscribe. Yeah, ooh, I love that. We need <laughs> button to say it. Yeah, oh, my God, good idea. Yeah. Yeah, ooh, and, ooh. and it's so... We're looking it's how like, to monetize our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's so effective. I mean, if I, I obviously am a person, so I do sink what? into these old insecure. Yeah, I know, right? I'm a person. Oh my god. Um, I do sink into these old insecurities that I thought I was over, you know, and that's always disappointing to me. Like I'll look in the mirror and be like, man, I still feel insecure about this one thing that I used to feel insecure about back in high school, and I'm so bummed that I still care about it. And then I can be like, well, all right. (laughs) I click unsubscribe. (laughs) I'm bored of this. (laughs) Like I just want to, like, keep expanding and not be in the same, like, thought spiral. And sometimes you can just exit. You know, yeah. you can unsubscribe from 100%. the newsletter. And I totally feel, feel you on saying it's just boring. I think a lot of my insecurities I've gotten over because they're just starting to bore me. You know? Yeah. I'm bored, like, complaining about my perceived length, leg length. Like, I'm bored with insecurity. Like, yeah, just like, like, I have bigger tired. fish to fry, you know? Yeah, totally. And it's just a huge waste of time, and it feels exceptionally indulgent but also useless when there's so much more I want to put out into this world. And and I think that's been kind of great is that I'm starting to realize more and more like, wait, I just totally do not have the time for this. And it's boring and it's not taking me anywhere and I want to go places. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's fun. That's another fun way in which you're like, oh, I have my own back, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm on, I'm my, on my own team. team. <laughs> I refuse to abandon myself. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like that. Not abandoning yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. I do feel like oh. there are these two selves. There's like your insecure yeah. self 
And then there's your deeper knowing, loving self who will always have that other self back. And and that's always within you. Like that like unconditional love is always in you. You just kind of have to tap into it. Yeah. Access it. And there's different ways to do that. Like a lot of the stuff we've been talking about are tools to do that. On your little metaphorical tool belt, on your super cool jeans, you know? Um <laughs> And and there's such there's a, there are such simple tools too like truly music like truly there are certain songs that I'll just put them on and I just start to feel so good because I have good associations with them and I can dance around and they're like sung by really badass female singers and it just makes me feel sort of unshakable and I think music is so powerful in that way because it's like an instant channel changer you know it's like I don't like where my mood is going. I'm going to put on this super awesome pop song by this badass lady, and you're, like, shifting the whole vibe of the room, and you're, like, changing the channel, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. And I think uh, some homework maybe for all of our listeners, ourselves included, is to also write up a list, you know, that's not just music, but all these other little things you can do that in a pinch will bring you a sense of self-love. Um, and I think that's such a great little practice, and you wrote about that on the blog today, actually, Lily. Just these small things you can do so that no matter what kind of day you've had or mood you're in, you can, you know, put on this one song or maybe slip, slip on a dress that you always feel really good in or cook yourself a meal that makes you feel nourished and just bring yourself a little bit of self-love. Totally. It can really be in the small things. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the uh we'll link to that. That's the um a simple nightly self love ritual which I have found to be very very powerful. So yeah. if y'all are interested, check that out below. Absolutely. Um, and also make sure to make time to really party. Um have a party for yourself where you just are like, I'm hot and I'm cool and I'm gonna dance. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's with other people or alone. Sometimes my best right. dance parties are by myself. Seriously. Right. Totally. I'm and gonna my, I'm gonna include in this post um my <laughs> Spotify playlist Foxy as Fuck, which is a name that I got from you, of course. Uh, that's true, because I am. <laughs> yeah, and so am I. And sometimes it's nice to have a playlist that's called that with full of songs that make you feel foxy, just so you can have a little instant magic button that will turn that feeling on, you know? I love it. I love that idea. Yes, totally. It's important to remember that we all are indeed foxy as fuck and tenacious yeah. and resilient and all those good things. Yeah, and messy and awesome and weird and cool. Yeah, and yeah, oh gosh, like I think my ideal dance party would be you, like some of our other badass girlfriends, Beyonce, and then oh. like just bunch of cats to that one. We're tired of dancing. And we need to I knew you were going to say cats. I was going to say cats, too. <laughs> the cats are like, there. That would be, like, my ideal. Oh, my God, just me putting too. that out there into the world. And Angel Olsen. Oh, gosh. I love Angel Olsen so much. And Solange. So many yeah. people I want to perform at my, my self-love dance party. And my terrible snake, Odysseus. Yeah, yeah, your stuff snake should for sure be there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll invite him. I'll see. He might be busy, but we'll see. <laughs> kind of a tough sell, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we've digressed into complete silliness, <laughs> with that, perhaps it's time to wrap it up. So if you are intrigued by all this stuff that we've said or want to read other stuff about self-love, check out www.shapeswemake.com. We'll be sure to link to that article we mentioned, and I'll put up that playlist. And thank you so much to Mima Good, speaking of badass artists, for recording our super cool theme song. And until next time, peace. Shame.